So a couple days ago, somebody asked me if I would do an episode talking about my thoughts on putting your work on sale. And seeing as yesterday was Black Friday, I thought it might be appropriate to talk about that, even though I initially said, no, I've already said all I have to say. But then I had a couple interactions yesterday that I want to use as illustrations of a couple of my points. In general, I think that putting things on sale is a mistake. I think if you use it as a way of enticing people to buy from you, then they will Essentially, you are training them to wait until something is on sale. Even if they aren't telling themselves that consciously, that is the unconscious effect. I know this to be true because I've seen it in other people, and I know this to be true because I've seen it in myself. So, if you are unwilling to put things on sale you will inevitably need to eat some of your things that don't sell. Because unless you are working entirely from commissions or have more demand for your work than you have work to make, you will end up with some extra. And you'll need to decide, do I put that on sale and try and eke a few more dollars out of this situation, or do I do something else with it? To my mind, choosing to do something else with extra stock is far more valuable than the few dollars you would get from it, from putting it on sale, especially given the corrosive effect of putting something on sale. If you're a spoon carver, perhaps you could donate your spoons to a shelter, to people who would appreciate them. Or you could leave them wrapped with a note somewhere where somebody could find them. There are all sorts of ways that you could put them out into the world in a way that would make the world a better place, either publicly or anonymously. And all of those, in my opinion, are better courses of action than putting things on sale. I never put things on sale. I do... I think I have hedged myself against ever having to do that by keeping my prices low at first. And only increasing my prices as demand for whatever it is I'm selling has grown. So now let's switch from spoon carving to the tree farm because that's, excuse me, where I'm at right now. When I started out selling wreaths at the farm, I knew I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what sort of demand there was. I just needed as much money as possible and I had lots of time. 
So my wreaths were really cheap. They were six, ten, and sixteen dollars for a small, medium, and large. Those same wreaths today are twenty, twenty-five, and thirty. So they have nearly quadruples to doubled in price, depending on if it's a small or a large, over the course of 12 years. And I'm selling more than ever. Which tells me, which is a good thing, because it tells me that next year I can raise my wreath prices, just as this year I've raised my tree prices. And even if that prices them out of range for some people, there are still plenty of people who will want them. This brings up the question of fairness. For a long time, we felt good that our prices were affordable to most people. Right? When I started, our tree price was $25. Now it's $35. That still feels affordable to me. In a couple of years, it'll be $40. It'll feel less affordable, although we'll see what inflation does. It is really important that your price be able to increase over time. Otherwise, you're essentially your price is decreasing over time if you are not at least matching inflation. And while there is a moral question of how can we make things accessible to people with fewer means, to my mind, that should be kept separate somewhat from pricing or use it as a guiding stone to say, you know what, we are gonna keep pricing of this one thing, trees for instance, affordable. But I, what I would never do is try to justify the price of something. The price that you have chosen is either justified in the sense that you have enough demand <clears throat> that it is buying everything you can produce at the at that price point or not or you don't have enough demand and sometimes you can build demand by having a low price but the way you get to raise your price is by having demand that's built out of the experience you've created for people so every year I seem to have more and more people coming to the tree farm. Not a lot because we don't advertise at all because we basically have as many as we want. As much business as we can handle. But every year it goes up because of word of mouth. Somebody tells somebody else and they are looking for a new place to go to and they decide to try it out. And some percentage of the people who try it out don't come back. But some do. And so every year the circle grows and grows and grows which means that every year there's more demand on my time. The wholesale is slightly different. <clears throat> but with the U-cut Grove, with retail demand, if the circle of people who are interested in you, what you do is increasing over time through word of mouth of you being awesome or through you diligently putting yourself out there like on Instagram, as they do with the spoons, then you can increase your price over time 
and it is justified because there is more demand. That it is as simple as that. I used to really struggle with this idea of why would a price, why would something that's worth, you know, that was worth $16 10 years ago be worth $30 now? It's, you know, inflation hasn't doubled. Well, what's changed is that I have more demand on my time. So my time is more valuable now than it was. And that's why the increase in price. And to some people, that will feel totally reasonable. And to some people, it won't. And if there's enough people to whom it still feels reasonable, then that demand will continue. If I were to price my wreath at $100, guess what? Almost nobody would buy it and my demand would dry up. So what I'm doing is seeking out that sweet spot where I am charging an amount that feels like it is at the upper limit of what people will accept in order to depress demand to a level that I can actually manage to meet. If I have more demand for my work than I want, the best answer is to increase your price. Now, I think some people are worried. Hey, Willa, come on. I think some people are worried that if they increase their price, then that they can never decrease their price. Or if they did decrease their price, it would be the same as putting something on sale. I don't think that that's true. I think it's possible to decrease your price and not have it be on sale. You just say, this is the price this year. This is the price right now. Or I'm decreasing my price because... Putting something on sale tells people that you have more of something than you want and you're trying to get rid of it. Decreasing your price because you overcorrected in one direction and you need to correct back, that's a story. And the truth of the matter is that the arc of that story will very soon be lost to most people and they'll just know your new price. When I was starting out carving spoons, I started out with a reasonable price, kept it reasonable for a couple years, and then felt pressure to increase it to the levels that matched the people who were at the top of their game then. I was trying to match Jared and Jojo and Barn in their prices And I didn't have nearly the demand to justify that. So after struggling for nine months and feeling really conflicted in myself about the quality that I was putting out there for that price, I ended up slashing my prices in half and demand rebounded amazingly. And I felt great about the quality versus the price point of what I was putting out into the world. And everything started to build from there. And I can't remember if at the moment I made a big announcement about it or if I just quietly said, this this is my price. Because the truth is, not many people were paying attention to me. So it just didn't matter. I didn't need to die on that sword. I just needed to change my mind. 
and then let time pass. And nobody, unless I talked about it, nobody would remember otherwise. So, if you never put something on sale, where does that leave you in terms of having something that might be out of reach of the average person? Well, here are two examples from opening day at the Christmas tree farm yesterday. The first was a woman who came by and was asking me, okay, what are the, what's the price of my trees? Well, all trees are a flat rate, $35, any size. She said, any size? I said, yeah. She said, what if I want just a small one? I said, it's $35. And she looked at my wreaths and she said, I really like those large wreaths. Uh, they're $30. Is it any different if I don't want a bow? And I said, no, it's $30. And she was really disappointed that I wasn't going to give her a break on either of those. Now, flash forward half an hour. She actually ended up buying a wreath at $30 in the end. And half an hour later, a friend of mine who I know is going through a hard time came by. And I gave her a break on her tree. Charged her $25 instead of, instead of $35. Someone else came by with two absurdly small trees, and before a word could get out of their mouth, I said, how about those two trees together are $35? I am very happy to be generous. And in fact, it gives me great joy to be generous with people. But I want it to be on my terms. I don't want to haggle over my price. My price is my price. And if you try to haggle with me on my price, the price will remain quite firm. But if you are generously going to pay me, and I can see either that it is costing you a lot, or simply that it's a nice thing I can do for you, or that I feel like a better price would be a lower price, then I will say that. And I think we forget that we can do this for people when we put things on sale. When we put things on sale, we think, ha, there we go. We're making something available for people of little means. <clears throat> but it's not really the same thing as being generous. Instead, it's shooting ourselves in the foot and robbing ourselves at the same time of feeling like we have the ability, we have the cash flow, we have the means to then truly be generous when we want to be with people. I will also say that whenever I've been generous, the world throws it back at me, sometimes in ways that are quite blatant. So I was probably out $45 yesterday of money I could have collected from people from being generous. Well, one person gave me a $5 tip here, one person gave me a $5 tip there, another person gave me an extra $10, somebody gave me an extra $1 or $2. So all of a sudden I've got $22, $25 
that the world has sent back to me in terms of other people being generous with me. And around and around it goes. And what I have found, and I don't believe that karma is, uh, I don't know, something rigid, but I do think it exists. What I found is that when I am not generous, or when I put things on sale, it does not come back around in the same way. So, to recapsulate what I believe, I think it is a mistake to put things on sale. I think instead you should strive to have your price be a good match with what your demand is and lower your price if you need to and then build it back up slowly over time. Ignore what everyone else is charging and figure out what is right for you. You are not going to be undermining somebody else's meal. You're not going to be devaluing somebody else's work. You are doing you. At the same time, when you get to a level where you're able to charge the higher amounts, don't second guess it by being willing to haggle with somebody. Hold firm, but also be generous if you can, or if you want to be. That's actually more important. Not generous if you can. We all have the ability to be generous. Be generous when it speaks to you to be generous. Because that's what true, true generosity is. is not feeling like you ought to. It's feeling truly that you want to in this instance. And that's where the magic lies. As always, guys, I welcome your thoughts. Um, and I hope you're having... Uh, a safe and good holiday season.